0: A new little intro for everybody that's joining us. It is a cage match to the death. Two men enter, one man, well, we both kind of leave, but one man leaves victoriously more than likely, but we may not know the winner until four years down the line as we talk about Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and Trey Lance and about Mike's ridiculous notions that he keeps putting out on the Internet and ignoring the obvious red flags of CJ Stroud. more. At, at this point, the smokes the smoke screen or the smoke around CJ Stroud is gonna lead him to either rehab or prison by next Thursday. Like where he's getting arrested, oh mugshots or something, because it gets worse and worse hour by hour for CJ Stroud. I I don't think I've ever seen pre draft red flags like this in a very long time. I mean it took the Liberty crazy that night. I'm just saying it's just, hey, listen. It's everybody else giving us this information you want to continue to ignore. it, But what you shouldn't ignore is your article over at PaulKarski.com, Mike's article. And we're going to be talking about trade up, trade down, trade, 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 trades everywhere. That's all anybody wants to talk about when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. And we're also going to be talking about, what's the third thing? Oh, top 30 visits is what we were going to talk about. And you know what is a top... Number one visit, Mike. Bluegrass Beverages. Many... <laughs> ah, you okay. Okay. That is the one. That is the number one place that you should visit. Bluegrass Beverages. We're doing a draft party with Bluegrass and Sinkers. Jaspers are our old sponsor. They are also going to be providing food. So it's basically all you can eat. All you can drink. The link is in the YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I guess a little comment. The description. To go get your tickets. We may have sold out. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from Braden, but uh the website was down, so I kind of look think we may have sold out. But click on the link and make sure that you secure your ticket. Bluegrass beverages. We'll talk more about them later. Mike, we have been at odds over this last week.
1: As you as you have devolved your CJ Stroud uh take from like Oh, he's QB two to like non draftable prospect.
0: Well, he's done that himself. I, I, I oh, just geez. observe the objective, fa- uh, the objective facts, and you are continuing to push them away. You're like John Robinson scouting Isaiah Wilson. So here's how we're gonna do this. I, I'd like to explain where I am at with CJ Stroud now. Obviously you think that, you know, I want CJ Stroud, um, basically in the CFL. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, yeah. You think he's an arena league player at this point And, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Non, non-draftable. So.
0: Well, I mean, he's getting very close. I mean, he, I mean, by the, I mean, like I said, by this, he's going to keep it up with the Stroudashians with all this news and drama surrounding CJ Stroud that you're continuing to ignore. Um, however, I'm just back to where I started. It's like, Steve, it's like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Mia. I was just like, yeah, it's it all right. I mean, he, he's, it's just, here's where I'm at. Because everybody's like ceiling and floor and this or that. Anybody's, anybody's ceiling could be the best at their position, it feels like. And everybody's floor is bust. So I like to keep it realistic. And I know everybody wants to go to these big extremes and all this stuff. I, here's my realistic ceiling and floor for, for these players. But first, before I get to that, I have two questions I want to ask you. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill on this Tennessee Titans offense?
1: I mean, just without any context.
0: On this Tennessee, what's the context? Uh, It does no money. Money's all equal, okay. Uh, Money, draft, capital. You're just we're talking pure talent. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill? Lamar Jackson. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Sam Darnold? Mm. For this particular offense, God, do I have have to? I guess Justin Fields. So you would rather have Anthony Richardson over no. C.J. Stroud because that is the realistic ceiling and floor for Anthony Richardson is Lamar Jackson, and and then Justin Fields is the floor, and then for C.J. Stroud it's Tannehill and Darnold. Realistically, that's what you're expecting, and I, I don't Lamar
1: agree with this idea that like Tannehill's the ceiling for Stroud. I, I you just don't think that's the totally so realistic
0: agree. ceiling? Like no. What are the chances that he's going to be better than Ryan Tannehill, the percentage?
1: Like, I'd say 75%.
0: 75% that he's going to be better than 2019 and 2020 Ryan Tannehill?
1: I mean, I'm saying, like, over the course of Tannehill's career, what Tannehill is as a player, not, like, one specific season of Tannehill. But you
0: think that he's going to be better than Ryan Tannehill? I think so, yes. 75% chance, even though... The the S two test that you brought to ever, the forefront of the Nashville <laughs> Titans fan base, you're just no, throwing Joe, out. No, Joe,
1: Rick's road, Joe Joe Rexroad did that. I <laughs> yeah, just but, really I mean, you really,
0: along. I mean, you really like kicked it up a notch, specifically on this podcast. You're throwing that out. I'm not. So throwing are igno- ignoring. You're ignoring the red flag. I got my red flag here. Ignoring <laughs> red flag number one.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think we've got to say with the s test, because I do like it. I, I think it's great what those guys are doing. I think it's really smart, but we don't know. Like, all we know what like a handful of scores total. Like we know Drew Brees scored really high. We know, uh, you know, Purdy. We know who um, was a burrow. And then we know this draft class, you know, is like the first draft class. We really know all the guys scores. That's not a huge sample size, so we know like a few cherry-picked outliers that are on the very high end. So you're we ignoring really their information
0: any... that says that it is a direct correlation to passer rating and success. I mean, all the, no, I'm not. I'm that.
1: not. I'm not. I'm not ignoring that, but I'd like to see more data other than five guys. Oh, well, now that, you, you know, need to
0: see more data. Seven years of data is not enough. We need more data.
1: Well, yeah, seven years is not a very large number when you're talking about like what five maybe highly draftable quarterbacks tops in each class. So you're talking about maybe 30 dudes, 30, 35 dudes that they've actually looked at that are real prospects. And like that's not a huge sample size for something like this. So I like look, I again, over eight hundred players pro S2. I I would if if CJ Stride like? S2 score, I would like that better, no doubt about it. But I also don't think if you look at the way CJ Stroud plays football, that like there's a huge processing and like, you know, decision making issue with him. Like, well, I when just, everything
0: like, is easy, it's a, that really tells you when things get difficult. So, red flag number yeah. two that you're choosing to ignore, red flag number two is that he's terrible under pressure and he can't in behind okay. this offensive line. Technically, you're probably going to see a lot of pressure. You know who's, who's
1: better than under pressure? Who? Anthony Richardson.
0: Incorrect. No, oh, that is Red flag number three.
1: Who's going to have more? Based off of PFF Who's going to have scores. more?
0: I think PFF score, uh, Stroud is definitely lower, so you may no, want to check that. Um, who's going to create plays out of structure for you? Anthony Richardson. Or CJ Stroud. Why? When, when? I would love for him to actually show me that on tape.
1: Oh, he did in the Georgia game, in the biggest game of his college career against the best defense in college football.
0: So, so that. just one game. Here we go. There, so, here it is—the one Georgia game.
1: We got hey. it. The
0: one game. As if, Let's as ignore. if that's the only, as if that's, that's the only good the game that games. he
1: played in his whole career. Like, give like, me another one. He's played a lot of good. Most of his games were good. Did you see the numbers Wait, he waiting, put up? He led, he led college football in touchdown passes last year. He's, on la- he's like one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the last like 10 years in college football. He is a really good quarterback prospect. And if red you look flag
0: at- number four coming your way. As, okay. you're, as you can't name me one other team that he's played good against. Red flag number uh, five. I think I've lost count at this point. But red flag number five coming your way. He's difficult to coach. That's what everybody's no. saying.
1: It, it, what Michael Lombardi?
0: Difficult to coach, and it, guess what? Gotta, Re- this leads in a red flag.
1: With, red is, flag is number six. Is Michael six. Lombardi best friends with uh, Ryan Day, or what's the what's the? How yeah, does comes, he know?
0: Here comes red flag number six for you. Here comes because that ties into he ghosted the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. The Manning Passing Academy ghosted them. Not even like, hey, I can not gonna be able to make it last me. He didn't even give him that courtesy. He just completely ghosted
1: him. Okay, well, if I need somebody to run a passing camp, I'm not gonna draft CJ Stroud. I'll, I'll draft somebody or just else. attend
0: like, anything. He may not even show up on game day. He may just ghost you.
1: Well, that hasn't really been a problem uh, for him at Ohio State, where he's won almost all of his games and had, uh, you know. Fantastic. Oh yeah. I mean, like Whereas Justin Anthony Fields Richardson Fields, who shows Dwayne up Haskins, and plays poorly. And like are yeah. like
0: we really gonna count Ohio State wins at Ohio State anything? I mean they're they're te- the terrible that's a terrible example. Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, Cardell Jones, yeah. Troy Smith. Just saying. Hey, Just ignoring these all these red flags.
1: I would Just I would crazy. rather I would rather uh you know the guy that went to the really good school and won at the really good school than the guy that went to the really good school and lost at the really good school.
0: I'm about to block Braden in, in the chat because, uh, you know, he's trying to give you information and help you because do, obviously let, let me say that it's because you're losing. That's why he's trying to, no, he's trying not. to speak to you. He's your cut man in the corner right now, trying to give you like a little extra cause you're losing. You're obviously
1: losing. C.J. Stroud, like I I don't have like a catalog of his performances that I'm gonna I want to like rattle off. You knew this was gonna be. You can look at pretty much every game he's played because the the very bad games from C J Stroud are like you can count them on one hand over he plays a
0: seven on seven offense flag football offense with the best wide receivers of some of the best talent in the country so yeah he's gonna look pretty good i would look pretty good with jason and chris olavi and garrett wilson
1: sure okay well he also did it against uh georgia in the the national championship game without any of those guys healthy they win that game well, he scored 41 points. He doesn't play defense.
0: Oh, so. okay. That's that's okay. They didn't win that game. So that's a lot of fluff for nothing.
1: How many games did Anthony Richardson win?
0: E- it enough. The I wins.
1: understand that
0: Anthony Richardson <laughs> is a boom or bust project, but I ask you, would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill? I think your 75% chance of C.J. Stroud is going to be Ryan Tannehill good or better than Ryan Tannehill is what you said. You said 75% chance he's going to be better is utterly ridiculous.
1: I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, he is, look, Arif, and this isn't the gospel, I'm not saying it is, but Arif Hassan polled NFL executives last week and and asked them to compare over the last five draft classes, all the quarterbacks, where their grades were uh, for all of these guys. Trevor Lawrence was number one. Joe Burrow was number two. Justin Fields, number three. CJ Stroud, number four. Bryce Young, number five. Out of all the last five classes. And so, you know, you go further down the list, you'll find, you know, guys like, um, you know, Josh Allen. You'll find guys like, you know, Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson, Justin Now, But they
0: they still have Lamar Jackson, like, they still had Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield in that particular thing above Lamar Jackson, right?
1: Uh, Isn't that yeah. the same article? Yeah, yeah. They do, they do. Yeah, I mean, that's going back in freezing in time. Them right, as a prospect, right. right? Like not what we know they became. But in the they NFL. have Justin Fields over C.J. Stroud. They do. Yeah, yeah. They've got they've got Fields over Stroud. It's close, but they're very yeah. like they're like right on top of each other. But the point is, C.J. Stroud is considered to be like one of the best pro quarterback prospects coming out in a long time. Like he is a really really good prospect. By all accounts, and the only reason we're at the point where, like, this is the eleventh hour, and everybody's decided that they've got to nitpick him to death over like little things, like yeah, he didn't show up at the Maddening Passing Academy. I don't know. And, I mean, they like, they nitpicked. Can't Josh, draft him.
0: Listen, they nitpicked Josh Rosen, and what well, that turned out to be accurate. And you know, they started to well, nitpick, they nitpick Justin everybody. Fields. That's the point. They, they started to nitpick, nitpick Justin Fields to got accused of racism at the beginning of the draft cycle last year, or the that year that Justin Fields was coming out, instead of just listening to their gut and realize that Justin Fields was not a good quarterback prospect. And I am going back and listening to my gut. I am not going to let this little... He's just not good under pressure. And everything that you see, it, when he is dropped into a less than ideal situation, which he's going to be, he's not going to be able to rise above it. And it kind of sounds like he doesn't want to put in the good work to do it.
1: Uh, now he's lazy. Okay. <laughs>
0: well, he didn't want to go to the Manning camp. He, you know, doesn't want to be coached. And, you know, maybe I don't know just, if he maybe he, he just doesn't understand.
1: He may not understand
0: the, um, you know, the instructions given to him, but because of his low S2 score, he just, he's got a real hard time processing. But I, I listen, I know that when, I have to deliver bad news. I like to choose a neutral site. So we learned today from Jim Wyatt that Mike Vrabel came over to uh, CJ Stroud and said, Hey, meet me in the wide receiver room after you take a shower. Obviously, delivering bad news because that's a neutral site, you know, but not the quarterback room,
1: not in a fancy meeting
0: room, just a wide receiver. uh,
1: I thought you were starting in on the, you know, CJ Stroud is uncleanly. Uh, no, I, I was actually going to say C.J.
0: Stroud's getting moved to wide receiver. That's why they met in the wide receiver. Uh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> no, it's – um. look, C.J. Stroud's – Okay, for really those expert, that want to know Stroud's S2
0: score, it's illegal medically to for me to tell you. It is a medical record. I, I don't know how many times I have to be on a podcast to say I cannot say what the score is.
1: So please look, log in, that
0: in, into your brain.
1: And in in S2 also – uh they protect these scores like they're, you know, the, the nuclear code, right? And and for good reason, because the way they've set up their company and their business, they've, they are partnering with like half the NFL. So they do two teams per division that they sign up with. The Titans and the Colts are the two teams in the AFC South um, that they're partnered with. And if all the scores get out then all the teams have them, and their value is nothing to the teams that they've actually get per.
0: It's a medical record, so you have to get permission from someone to release it. So guess what? Why would Bryce Young's score get out? Because his agent fucking wants it out. And he said, Bryce, give them the permission to put it out. Why is C.J. Stroud's not out? Because guess what? They don't
1: want it out because it's really, really bad. I agree. i'm I'm certain based on the people that have have hinted at it or said it outright. Not hard that cJ connect. Stroud's not. score is is low. It is not good. Um, and I look, it's a good test case, right? Like because if he bombs, which he could bomb. like I'm not saying there's zero percent chance that cJ Stroud bombs. but it is just he saying bombs, it's, only a, it's a really good data point. Well, yeah, I'm saying it's about a 25% chance that no, he you
0: may because it's you said 75% chance would be better than Tannehill, so what's the right. likelihood? So you, you've already consider, eaten up a chunk of your bust, high, I would cons- by the way. I
1: would consider worse than a uh, worse than Tannehill as a top three pick, which I still think he's going to go in the top three as a bust, like I, I just would. I, I mean, and that's not a shot at Tannehill, but you don't draft a guy that high or trade up to draft a guy that high, you know, certainly to get like league average results out of that's a bust relative to the value of the pick. Now I may mean that he's like, like I think the odds of CJ Stroud not being a viable NFL starter, like the fact, like the idea that he couldn't like hang around as like the 22nd best quarterback in the league and still be a starter is super low. Like that's like less than 5% to me because he's accurate. He's shown the ability to get the ball out on time. He's shown the ability to operate an offense at a high level. He does all of the baseline things to me. Well, and he's shown that on tape for two years now, that I think he's just going to be able to do that at the NFL level, which is a good skill to – like, that's a good baseline skill to have.
0: I will say this. I think that Anthony Richardson's floor is higher. It is definitely higher because of his athletic ability to be able to do stuff. That's why I put the floor in Justin Fields.
1: I disagree, I disagree with that idea just because of the fact that, like – I mean Taysom Hill is a really good athlete and like he had to move to tight end, right? Like he is not an NFL quarterback. So just being a good athlete doesn't mean you can play quarterback. And if he doesn't get that completion percentage above 56%, then it's he's never going to be anything more than like a Justin Fields. Like in and, and you're not one to draft Justin Fields at number 3 you You're not one right? to draft like, Sam
0: Darnold anymore at at that area?
1: No, I mean you're definitely not. I mean, I think it's – look, he's got, a, he's got a high ceiling. There's no doubt about it. I think he's talented. There's – like, he's clearly talented. I just don't think the accuracy thing can be just, like, hand-waved. as like, oh, well, he'll definitely figure that out. Because if he doesn't, it, it, then Vince he's going to
0: It's not technically that he's inaccurate. If you look at the, all the charting from Benjamin Solak and SIS, it's not technically that he's inaccurate. It's just that his completion percentage is low. Well, that that leads that's a bunch of different things, and that's
1: why everybody's other,
0: kind of moving away from completion percentage as a as a good metric.
1: I still, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying just completion percentage. I I think there are better metrics, but even like advanced charting metrics still have him on the lower end of all the quarterbacks in this class, and really all the quarterbacks that have really been draftable over the last few years in accuracy. So like, I think his accuracy is a real problem for him and whether that can be cleaned up with footwork and all that stuff. Like, I think that is viable possible. Sure. But I don't think it's, it's something that's just like not an issue at all. You know, I I think that's the, if he busts, it's because he's not going to be able to get to be an accurate enough passer to the football. That's, that's the number one reason to me why Anthony Richardson could bust.
0: I I think we'll get there because it's not a mental thing. I think it's just, you know, it's an inexperienced footwork thing. It's not like, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks that come through that have accuracy accuracy issues, it's almost a mental and a mechanics thing. It's usually both tied together. They're slow at processing. They they're toesy, They're hill clicky and all this stuff that you want to do, or they have a weird release. Like for him, we know that his S two score is 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 pretty good. I know it's not as high as Bryce Young or even Will Levis, but it's it's above average. I don't know if they've ever released this course. I don't want to, you know, get us in trouble and release it. I just know they said pretty good. But, so I don't, to me, and what you see on tape, to me it's not a mental thing about his accuracy. It's almost like it's just the mechanics. And I feel like if you get someone in there that can fix the mechanics, you're going to see a pretty big increase. And also a better offense. I, I talked about it on Monday on a football show. This Billy Napier... Offense was not a well-designed offense. When you go back and watch these plays, watch these all twenty twos, it's it's almost as bad as a Todd Downing offense. And the way that like they run their routes and it's like just chuck it and fuck it. And I just it's it's a lot of mess. And to me, I feel like once Anthony Richardson gets the experience, it's untapped potential. So that's why I think he has the better floor or the the slightly better floor, because I do think there are plays that he can create on structure. There are things he can do under pressure athletically that Stroud cannot do. I mean, Stroud has, and I agree with you, Stroud is better in the accuracy and the anticipation part, but it was also really a lot easier for, I feel like, for Stroud to showcase that kind of stuff. Still got to do it. Still got to do it. It's just a lot of stuff's just popping up. I mean, a lot of stuff. I, just,
1: I think one one more point on the – because I know the big knock, and you said it earlier on Stroud as the pressure, like what he does under pressure, everything. Well, you tweeted out just, what, a few days ago, maybe a week ago, the QBR under pressure yeah, metric, now, right? It's
0: Right. And now remember – now, remember, the, everybody that is in the green is above the average. So the and that's what the predictor says that typically if you're above the FCS average, which was, I think, this year, 14, because uh, mm. Will Levis barely made it over at 14.1. You traditionally are pretty good. But you got to remember, Mitch Trubisky scored really high and that. I don't think he was on the list, but Mitch Trubisky scored really high. Uh, Sam Darnold perfect. scored high. It's not a perfect metric. No
1: no metric is perfect, but this being his big knock, he scored 30.6. He was the highest scoring of all of the quarterbacks in this draft class in QBR under pressure. And I just think that that knock has been a little bit overblown. And the fact that, like, yes, he was not pressured much at Ohio State, and he did have a good offensive line. But he also helps make that offensive line good by getting the ball out quickly and on time, which is something he's really, really good at. He does not sit in the pocket and hold the ball. His time to release, time to throw, all that stuff, super low, um, which helps his offensive line. That helps Ferris Johnson. That helps Dewan Jones because they don't have to block for four or five seconds as Will Levis is you know, just careening in the pocket uh, you know, and, and dropping 12 yards deep. Stroud knows how to hit his back step and get the ball out on time and accurately, which is – exactly how you want your offense to run like 90% of the time. And like the out of structure stuff, I agree that is like the magic, like the secret sauce kind of uh, that we've seen from these quarterbacks in the NFL. And he does not have as much on tape of that as the other guys, like the Joe Burrows and the, you know, even uh, even Trevor Lawrence and, and guys like that had coming out, but I don't think he's a bad I don't think that that we can necessarily say he's a bad quarterback under pressure. I just think we didn't see him do that a whole, a whole bunch. And therefore we don't have like clip after clip of him making these crazy plays under pressure. We did see him do it in the Georgia game when he was pressured more against a good pass rush. So I think there's reason to say, Hey, maybe it's just not, it's not necessarily a weakness. It's just something we haven't seen a ton of yet. So I, I just think the Stroud thing to me, like as far as prospects go, the S2 thing may be the most concerning thing about him to me. Like, is just that like, is that going to actually be a problem? But again, like the tape just doesn't show that being a problem. So I'm, I'm still choosing to trust the tape over like 30 players worth of data, uh, that, that it's we have It's more than staff. 30 players worth of data. It, it's, it's about 30 players worth of data.
0: No, they've done over 800 players. Uh, I mean, they've done, they did, uh, drew Brees and i'm Brees's saying it's like well? using
1: it as a project a projection tool though mm, mm, i think
0: I think you're ignoring it um the uh well this guy's saying zach hiding behind the legality of stroud's s2 score. He knows, Mike knows the same data I do. We were told by the same person. So Mike has the same data, so I'm not hiding in, behind anything. He knows yeah, what the data I'm,
1: is. I'm also not going to throw out somebody's personal information. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Consent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they already said that it was a bad score, so, you know, yeah. it's a bad score. There ain't nothing you can do about
1: it. There's, okay. no, and there's really nothing more that you need to know. Like, it does it matter if it was like like a three or a four or like whatever, like does it, <laughs> does it really matter? Like, and I'm not saying it's in that range even, but uh, it doesn't matter what the specific score is it's just that it wasn't good.
0: Yeah. Just not. It, just, you know, not very good. You know, that's just, it's just kind of, you know, how it is, you know, here and there. Um, okay. Before we let's calm it down before, cause we're going to about to talk about Trey Lance. And I'm going to have to scold you for your takes on Trey Lance as well. Um, oh dear. So before we get there, Bluegrass Beverages is our sponsor. And this is this is now the moment for us to be able to you know, calm it down, bring it down and talk about something positive. So I we're doing a, I'll drink to that. And I'm going to let you go first with your I drink to that.
1: All right. I uh this week I am uh I am celebrating um toddlers because uh my little man's about to be three. Um, he is super, uh, fun at this age. You know, he's, he, we go to the store the other day and he's like, uh, he's like, picks out this like golf set and he's standing in line and telling all the other people in line at the store about like how he likes to play golf. And, uh, you know, (laughs) just having like full on conversations with people. It's like been the most fun age. Um, and so my, uh, I'm drinking to my toddler. Uh, today who is a blast to be around
0: i like it i like it uh mine is we we've adopted a dog so hold on i'll drink to that i'll drink to that i got mine and
1: um, I, I don't have glass, mine
0: drinking a glass uh, wc fields this week is who it is always carry a flask of whiskey in case of snake bite and furthermore always carry a small snake as by wc fields so cheers i'll drink to i'll drink to the toddler. Okay. <laughs> So, I we adopted a dog, right? Um, and it's been about, we're coming up on a month. We're probably a little bit over a month. She's been acclimating nicely, but we got her DNA test back because we were pretty convinced that she had something mixed with her. 100% French Bulldog. But okay. her maternal side of her family descended from the ancient Chinese wolves from 15,000 years ago. So wow. I got pretty much a dire wolf in the family. So <laughs> I'm going to drink to that.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Okay. Before we get to Trey Lance, just real quick, five, four, 11, 45.5 completion percentage, 67 yards. That is CJ Stroud's numbers under pressure against Georgia. He was not good <laughs> under pressure against Georgia. They, I, I, I think,
1: I mean, he- the expectation shouldn't be that you're completing seventy percent of your passes under pressure, because I have guarantee if you look at pressure stats that there it's not you know hey seventy percent completion average you know that that's always going to be a lower number. Now Just he saying. didn't turn it over, right? Uh, he took four so, sacks.
0: Took four sacks.
1: Four sacks, and he he got sixty-seven yards on held what? on to oh, the ball a
0: really long time. So Ooh, his, that, those good. numbers those really yards. aren't that
1: bad. That's Getting about bad. six yards per Getting attempt. Bad. I better not scroll left anymore.
0: Okay. You put out a tweet because, you know, Trey Lance, you know, teams are calling the 49ers and, you know, all these teams are calling asking what they can get for Trey Lance. We assume that the former San Francisco people are calling the 49ers about Trey Lance. We don't really know if, like, Rand Carthon and, obviously, D'Amico Ryans, if they really like Trey Lance. So they may not even be calling, which could be a sign in and of itself. but. This guy fighting his hairline is fighting for his job over in San Francisco. And you put out, if the Titans acquire a quarterback this offseason, my preference and order would be trade up for Stroud, trade a day two, second or third round pick for Trey Lance, or then pick Richardson at 11, not trading up for him. So why do you, is that really what you feel Trey Lance is worth? a second or third round pick in this year's draft for a guy that is essentially 2017 Marcus Moriota.
1: I mean, my preference would be to give up a uh, future, like a 2020 second or third. Um, You know, but I think that's about probably what he's worth because look, you know, he, he basically, he played one season, right? He played one season of college football, much like Anthony Richardson. Um, he also is a big freak athlete kind of guy, um, like Anthony Richardson. Um, but he's been in the NFL for what, one, two, two seasons two, now. Two, um, two
0: full seasons, uh, four games. So he's played a total of five regulatory games dating back to twenty twenty, back to his college season. So five. That's a not a lot of passes. A lot of rust yeah
1: it's not not a lot, not not a lot that he's done recently, but he has at least shown some flashes, right? Some flashes of ability at the NFL level. I mean, he's averaged um, one hundred and ninety yards a game through the air. yeah, it's not look, it's not been great. It's not been great, but he's also not been given much of a chance, right? Like he played the two games. I think he played uh one one game was in a monsoon. It's like actually
0: kind of looked like one of
1: his better games (laughs) against the Bears in week one of this past season. Then he got hurt like right at the start of the second game. So pedal fracture, pedal
0: ankle fracture, by the way, which is what Dak Prescott suffered in 2020.
1: Right. So, I mean, look, the injury stuff I get like some people are now to the point where like the Titans can never have anyone on the team who's ever had an injury before. Um, you know, but but I this, see that with this is a little different, though, right? I mean, this it's is, a little different that he's coming off of one, but I mean, a broken, he's leg had, is a broken leg.
0: He's had two seasons where he's getting injured. Like, I don't know, man. It, five I, look, total I mean,
1: games. I'm not. I'm not. It will five. Part of the five total games is the fact that he was behind Jimmy Garoppolo as a as a rookie, which everyone expected him to be you know, having a learning curve coming from, you know, what North Dakota State and and having the COVID year that basically wiped out his entire, uh, you know, what should have been his last season there. So everyone expected him to sit for a year. So I think he got kind of thrown in before he was ready. Um, and look, he looked a lot better than Malik Willis did, right? So I think you're at least, if you're going to take a dart throw, which I think if you're giving up a day two pick, for a quarterback that's a dart throw right like that's what we considered Malik Willis last year when they drafted him in the third round but
0: does this does this team because I mean obviously the I would assume San Francisco's gonna want a pick in this year's draft however I will say it could be a future because when you talk about the salary cap June 1st trades all that kind of stuff but you would assume that they are gonna want a if they're trying to get this done now they want to they want to pick in this draft
1: that would be my guess and they don't have what they don't have any top 100 picks i think
0: right uh well no they have 99 i think that's their first pick is number 99 so if if you trade away one of those picks what are you bringing him into like you you don't have a fourth remember so like do you You give him the second and pick up the fourth or and what do you do with him and ryan tannehill because now you're in the middle of the draft and doing all this stuff like. I guess I just don't see the the immediate benefit and the long term benefit because I feel like in two years you're just gonna be looking for another quarterback. Cause there's I'm just I'm I just feel like you're looking at best case scenario, a Marcus Mariota like quarterback, and that's not good enough.
1: See, I don't I don't know that like best case to me is Mariota, because I, I think he's got a much better arm than Mariota ever did. Um and we don't know what he's gonna be like as far as like to me that Mariota's biggest problem was always that he just was not aggressive enough. And he was not able to trust tight window throws and trust his accuracy, trust his receivers to make plays. And some of it, yes, I know his receivers sucked and that that's part of probably why he didn't trust them. Um, but he never got to that point. Even when he had Corey Davis, even when he had AJ Brown, he never trusted those guys. He trade Tannehill
0: around. in all this? Like maybe part of it is that, well, what I'm saying is, uh, yeah let me let me clarify, is that do you think that Tannehill could be in, in, enough to entice the San Francisco 49ers? Because you know, earlier, when we weren't allowed to talk about this, according to Paul Kaharski, when we, nobody should give this any credence and not talk about it at all, it was Malik Willis was involved. Do yeah. you think that maybe it, it's somehow Cat Magic enticing for them to take on Tannehill instead?
1: I mean, I think it would make some sense for them if if they view Purdy as the future, but Purdy is not gonna be ready for the start of the season, which I don't I don't know if he will or won't. It sounds like Well, they won't know
0: until June, which is again post June first trade, which makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think if if they were to do something, um, Tannehill would make some sense because look, you could you could extend him um or restructure him, or however you want to do it, or maybe the Titans have to eat some salary, uh, like some of his salary to, to entice them a little bit on the deal, uh, which I'd be fine with, by the way, because it, it comes off the books next year anyway. so um, I think there is a possibility that they could be interested, because look, if you put Drop Tannehill into the 49ers offense, he'd probably be really good. Like he would probably be great in that offense. like they could certainly be, uh, you know, one seed and they just have the so Bowl much going
0: team. on for them.
1: Like, yeah, you know, they've got everything you want. Like it would be like putting him on the 2019, 2020 Titans, right? Like it's yeah. the like same setup basically. So, um, you do kind of wonder like how much value would he have going the other way? And then could you do like Tannehill for Lance straight up? Or could you do Tannehill for Lance, you know, or Tannehill plus a, you know, mid round pick for Lance? Like, I mean, I think that would be interesting, right? Like, if nothing else, you just get younger and, like, take a gamble on a guy and and see what you got for a year. And then if it doesn't work out, you trade him or you've got him as a backup behind, you know, whatever quarterback you want to draft in 2024. But um, I don't, like, I don't view Trey Lance as, like, a you trade for him and your quarterback situation is fixed forever. Like, you're good. Um, I view him as like a high upside dart throw. And like, if you could get him at a discount, which, you know, I, I think a day two pick or Tannehill plus a mid round pick would be, um, I think it's still a gamble worth taking. Cause I mean, the guy's still, I think 22 years old. I mean, he's super young. Um, yeah, he'll be, he'll be 23 next month. So he's younger than Will Levis. Um, he's younger than like, like he's about the same age as most of these guys in this draft class. So I think the talent is still there that got him drafted number three overall. Um, it just, you know, the injuries and stuff like that, it hadn't worked out for him to this point. And then but the where would you rank him
0: up. coming out? Like you personally, because me, I said, I think he would be the fourth best quarterback. If you take what he was as a prospect and put him into here, freeze time, put him into yeah. this draft class. Wouldn't you put him at number four?
1: See, I, I mean, I think it would be either him or Richardson. I, for number three, I think they're kind of, in the same plane to me. Um, they're both big athletic, like big arm guys. And, is Trey and Lane's athletic? I mean, his, he didn't yes. really test that well. Did he? I don't, I don't remember what his times were, but I've seen him run and he is, he is athletic.
0: I mean, but he's not Richardson athletic.
1: I mean, nobody's Richardson athletic, but I think Lance yeah. is on the once in a lifetime
0: end. opportunity. And you just don't, you just want to throw it away before a guy that can't even stay healthy and can't even decide what he wants to do with his fucking hair. Um, listen, the, the whole thing about Trey Lance to me is that it's a gamble and you have such unfortunate circumstances or cloudy circumstances, I should say about your future it doesn't really help clear any of the future unless he hits, but the likelihood of him hitting does not seem that high. Like I think CJ Stroud has a higher chance to hit with the Tennessee Titans than Trey Lance does where do you stand on that
1: as far as uh, likelihood actually being being, a
0: yeah, likelihood of being actually a good enough quarterback to at least give you five years. Cause you're only getting two years and maybe a fifth year option. Like I kind of feel like if Trey Lance came here, he ain't seen that fifth year option.
1: I mean, you would have to decide after this season. Yeah, so, I don't think it's going to be a good season this season. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on like, you know, I mean, uh, it obviously depends on like what Trey Lance is, and I just don't think we know yet. I don't don't think we know what he is as a player at the NFL level yet. Um, He's only started four games, so isn't that um, a bad
0: thing? Like at some point, like that seems like let me get out my red flag here. Seems like a red flag that we still don't know what Trey Lance is in heading into year three, and they're wanting to get rid of him. Well, maybe not wanting to, but they're obviously throwing this out there.
1: He missed, uh, you know, he missed all of last season, basically, because of the injury. And, like, we may never have found out about Brock Purdy if Trey Lance didn't get injured, by the way. Like, there's a scenario or there's at least a a timeline where Lance plays the whole season in San Francisco and plays really well. Like, I mean, I don't think that's outside I mean, the you, realm of possibility, yeah, but, but that's we just like, don't know.
0: Listen, Kang's already in trouble with the law, and he's getting recasted. We don't need to talk about the multiverse and timelines and Nexus events. We got to deal with this one. We're in Earth 99. I think we're Earth 9999 in the uh, multiverse uh, web system. So, you know, we got to deal with what we're doing here.
1: So here's, uh, here's Trey Lance. He did not run a 40, but athleticism wise, uh, he was clocked, and this has been confirmed apparently. He was clocked running 21.54 miles per hour. Uh, on a run in college, uh, in the FCS. So was m-
0: so did Malik though. Willis. Remember that, and we both said, "Hey, I don't think he's as fast as we thought he
1: was." I mean, maybe not. I I think Lance to me looks faster than Willis to me. Like wh- from what I've seen of him, you what little because he's of him.
0: taller, he's got like a longer stride, and maybe it, that's what you're saying. It may,
1: may have something to do with it, but I mean, like that would have ranked. Let's see, like eleventh. Among NFL ball carriers last year, as far I feel as I like, GPS it's time. just
0: an, an, a sideways move into further quarterback purgatory for at least one more year. Like we're we're having the same discussion next year because we're probably going to be like eight and nine because Trey Lance will play half the year. Then here comes Malik Willis, and then here comes dude off the street, and then Possible. we can't yeah. get up. We can't get up to number one, and then we're talking about. You know, Quinn Sewers, I mean, who he, has the he he easiest, who won the easiest quarterback battle ever because Arch Manning already sucks.
1: Arch Manning is 18 years old and has been on campus for like already six sucks. weeks. Um,
0: Can't even win the backup quarterback job. Y'all have some loser that nobody even knows about. It's number two. It's just, it's <laughs> insane. Malik
1: Murphy was the uh, second ranked quarterback in that class that yours was in. Uh, <laughs> Hey, 1. if you're not 12. first, you're last. Yeah, Murphy's Murphy's not like an untalented dude. Um. Anyways, I look. I don't. Do you think Anthony Richardson's going to be good this year? Like, if he was thrown in yeah. as the starter year one, you think the Titans would be good?
0: I, I think they. W- I think they would win the division.
1: I think he'd be a disaster in year one. No.
0: I, I think I, he I, would win division. I think, I think, division. I think what really they can struggle. design in, with him and Derrick Henry in the backfield. I think what they can design and scheme up is would be pretty tremendous. I think it'd be so fun to watch.
1: I mean, and I think it would work. Watch, I don't know if he can run a passing offense, though. I mean, like, yeah, that's... he
0: can.
1: As a rookie? I mean, this, yeah. this guy has, like, one season of NFL or of college Yeah, starts. he can
0: do it. Yeah, I mean, did you not read his Players' Tribune? Unlike C.J. Stroud, oh, he can oh, read let's... and write. So he wrote this beautiful article on the playerstribune.com that sure. just shows you everything you need to know about Anthony Richardson. Meanwhile, CJ Stroud doesn't even know how to write a text to tell people that he's not coming to an event. This guy's I, I writing too, like thousand word essays.
1: I too will, will hire a, uh, a writer to write something nice about me and then we can all believe it. So,
0: Well, everything is nice about you, Mike. You're a nice guy. <laughs> so I would believe anything because you were like one of the nicest guys anyway. I'm just not sold on Trey Lance. I I just feel like it's a lateral to not, it's a lateral you know, move that has a high penchant for disaster.
1: And I'm not I'm not I well, I don't think it would be a disaster because if you trade Oh, yeah, because you click Caleb
0: Williams or something. You know what I'm saying? Like if if yeah, I understand. Day day,
1: it's not ruining, you know, anything. It's just, you know, hey, it didn't work out, crap. It's the same thing as Malik Willis, basically, to me.
0: Um, Look, if if you guys are mad at these S2 scores of C.J. Stroud and you want to dismiss those, the Rancho Cucamonga High School is where you need to talk talk to. Those teachers there, they apparently suck. Uh, according to Mike, it's not C.J. Stroud's fault. It's those teachers' faults over at the Rancho Cucamonga High School in California, and it's the Ohio really... State curriculum, which I'm not surprised that Ohio State cannot churn out a high-IQ quarterback. I'm just I'm not I mean, surprised.
1: I... I know you're doing a bit, but I do think we should, like, make a point to, to note, because I, I think this gets conflated with a lot of this stuff, that the S2 test is not an yeah, intelligence like test it. at all. It is a, uh like, reaction, like, it, it is, like, even, you're not even, it's not even testing your brain or something you, you can train for. It is testing how you are, like, hardwired to be able to, like, perceive and react to your surroundings, so... It is uh, It is definitely not like an intelligence or like... That
0: reason. is exactly
1: where... But I feel yeah. like I've got to set the record straight because otherwise people will run and be like, oh, CJ Sarab's really dumb because he did... He's not, back, he's not you know, dumb. He's just slow.
0: He's just slow. Um, I, now I remember where I've seen <laughs> that hat before, and that is Ryan Watson comes in. Mike is nice, but he's copying my hat collection. I knew I've seen that hat before. Uh, it's a great okay. hat. It's a great hat. All right. Top 30 visits are happening now. And like I said earlier, Bluegrass should be your top number one visit for all your alcohol needs. Go to Bluegrass Beverages in Hendersonville. So if you live in Madison, Gallatin, uh, Goodlitzville, head over to Hendersonville, get you Bluegrass Beverages, liquors, sign up for the in crowd, click the link in the chat, click the link in the description and make sure that you get tickets to come see pretty much of this live i don't know if you're coming are you are you are you heading out of uh, the mount juliet you can you can carpool with stony and his wife
1: the mount juliet They're bubble coming. Um, i maybe I, I still haven't decided yet i carpool, want to come, i just listen uh, stony
0: will probably put in the chat right now they they'll come pick you up
1: yeah I'm, I, I may i may come i'm not totally sure yet we'll see
0: all right all right free food all you can eat all you can drink and you got a sober driver that you don't even have to pay for. So there you go.
1: That you don't nice. even have
0: to lift. I'm going to have to lift and carry all the luggage and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm going to have to do because I ain't driving because I'm getting getting taken advantage. All you can eat, all you can drink. Um. Okay. So Titans, we, we know of 25 of 30 top 30 visits, which is pretty good. So I'm going to run through the list that's real a, quick. That's
1: a high percentage, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to run through that's the really, list, and then I'm going to also really do uh the virtual meeting. So here's the list of the top 30. Mohamed Diabate, which I am probably butchered that, a linebacker to Utah, Emmanuel Forbes, the defensive back, Jalen Duncan, offensive lineman, Jervon, Jervon or Gervon Dexter, uh, defensive lineman out of Florida, Anthony Richardson, Nathaniel Dale, wide receiver out of Houston, Will Levis, Julius Brintz, cornerback, Carter Warren, Anthony Bradford, Keon White, Quan Martin, Broderick Jones, Jonathan Mingo, Quentin Johnston, Cam Smith, Valemi, Fahoku, Darnell Wright, Hendon Hooker, Zay Flowers, an unnamed running back that's not Bijan Robinson, Marte Mapu, unnamed offensive player that is supposed to be revealed tomorrow by Justin Mello, accordingly, and Tajay Spears, and today, Deontay Banks. um, the virtual meetings, Ventrell Miller, Tyler Scott, Daryl Middleton, McClendon Curtis, Mark Evans, John Michael Schmitz, Jalen Duncan again, Ivan Pace, Payne Durham. Showed a lot of Jalen Duncan love. You got to remember, Senior Bowl, Top yeah. 30, Pro Day, and a virtual meeting. The position counts puts us as six defensive backs, five defensive linemen edge, two running backs, four inside linebackers three quarterbacks wait a minute, three quarterbacks Who's the third quarterback What how'd that get in there Hinton Hooker mm-hmm. oh yeah Hinton Hooker Levison. sorry uh one tight end five wide receivers eight offensive linemen We're now the- oh, Dalton wait. D- wait. Dalton Kincaid is a possible top 30 vet. we have not visit we have not gotten that uh Confirmed. So Dalton Kincaid is kind of sitting out there.
1: Whether that was just a virtual
0: or a could have been a pro day. You know, we don't know anything about Dalton Kincaid or where it's at. So I didn't want to put it on there. So we could technically know 26, and all of that to be said. I do have in front of me, and this this is going to lead to two questions, Mike. I'm I'm sorry I'm getting long-winded to you and the listeners and the watchers. This will lead to an additional. Um, two questions. Okay. So I went back and looked at from 2017 to 2022 last year and looked at who came to top 30 visits for San Francisco. Now, remember, there is one year where they did all virtuals because of COVID. And how many of those players got drafted? And we're talking six of nine last year. So six of the nine visits were either top 30, or virtual visits were drafted. Three of eight in 2021, two of five in 2020, five of eight in 2019, two of nine in 2018, and three of ten in 2017. So it's kind of like a mixed bag of yeah. of where it's at. And you know, none of the some of these lists are never complete and all that kind of stuff. So this is based on the information gathered by the 48 webs 40 49ers or something like that. So first, the San Francisco 49ers have averaged eight draft picks since John Lynch's came to the San Francisco 49ers. And I think they have, what, seven this year, maybe even more than that. I think they may have actually a lot this year. Now, a lot of that has to do with the way that they are churning out executives and coaches that are minorities. But that's a pretty good sign that Rand Carthon is going to want some more points or some more draft picks. One of those two ways to do that is to trade back. So I ask you, Mike, CJ Stroud is your, if you're trading up for a quarterback, CJ Stroud's your guy, and that is your preferred method of getting a quarterback. Would you rather trade up for your preferred quarterback or would you rather trade back? Because you, you mentioned an ideal scenario is trading back and, and trading a pick for that loser, Trey Lance. So, Which one do you actually prefer?
1: If I if if Stroud was available and able to be traded up for without you know anything crazy from evaluation, because the
0: rumor is you may even be able to wait to six to get CJ Stroud.
1: That would be insane uh, to me. Now, I I mean, I see the path like where it's like um, you know maybe maybe the Colts really love Levis. Some teams are some teams are going to love Levis. Like it's, red flag. It, it is. I do think it's possible that Stroud ends up being like the fourth quarterback off the board. I, I think that's within the realm of possibility, because maybe the Raiders love Richardson, maybe the Colts love Levis, like whatever. Like, yeah, there's a path. Right. Um, but if, if Stroud falls in their lap, that is an ideal situation. If he, if he gets to six or if he gets to even anywhere close to that range where they could just trade up and maybe it's only one, you know, future first, like maybe it's just a 2024 first and 11 to move up to six to get Stroud. That would be my dream scenario because I think, I do think Stroud will be a franchise quarterback. Um, And I think he's a, an elite level prospect that you can, you have a real chance at a future with him.
0: Elite level.
1: Yeah, he's elite an elite level prospect. As, as quarterback's prospects goes, I, I would have him among my top five of the last five years, which I would consider elite.
0: I'd have to go back and look at everybody because I don't want to do that off the top of my head. Okay. So trading up, obviously a good thing. If you trade back, to me I'd just say just ride with Tannehill. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I am. Here's the thing. First off, if you trade back, don't draft a quarterback. I don't care if it's Hidden Hooker or Jesus Christ coming down. Jesus Stink Christ coming down wearing eleven. Don't draft a quarterback. Yeah, I, I am. No. I am done. After when you trade back, do not do not draft a quarterback. Even, and I'll even say this: I know people think that I'm going to be pissed off if CJ Stroud is drafted if they trade up and draft CJ Stroud, or if they draft him at number 11. I am just going to have proper expectations. I'm not going to be mad. I'm only going to be mad if they draft Will Levis. That's the only the only mad Zach you're going to get at the draft is if they draft Will Levis. But if you trade back and C.J. Stroud's still there and all these quarterback needy teams decide to pass up on him by the time you draft, I think I'm still out. I think I'm still out on C.J. Stroud. Where are you at on that?
1: Like, I I think if if they trade down off of 11, then I'm out on them taking a quarterback for the simple fact. And we, we said this last year, too if you're not convicted enough to take them in the pick that you originally got it, then you're not convicted enough to take them at all. Quarterback to me are an all in or all out scenario. If you are going to pick them, you need to be convicted enough to take them, to trade up, to take them, to do whatever you take to do, whatever it takes to get them on your team. Because that tells me that you know that they are special, right? And if you have a special quarterback and an opportunity to get one, you go get them. And we kind of
0: agree though, that it's like, in this draft, it may be a little different that if your guy falls to eleven, I'm now, okay with,
1: if if they stick and pick at eleven and their guy happens to fall in their yeah. lap, I'm okay with them just taking one there. Because, but uh, don't feed me that. Is, he's
0: the number one quarterback on my big board or our big board. and He just kind of fell to us. No, that's not what happened. We know right, that's not what happened. Right. But
1: no, I I agree. I I think it's um there's a, like a fine line to walk. But I do think like trading back, and I wrote about this uh today at paulkowarski.com. Is a good option. Like, in, and I agree. Like, if they do trade back, they should stick with Tannehill. They should go get, you know, as a Flowers. I, I would be happy with in, in the kind of middle to late of the first round. I'd be happy with I I don't Anton think he's Harrison. going to go in the first round or Broderick Jones, you know. I, I mean, you don't I'm think an is a
0: guy. Yeah. I don't think say Flowers is going to go. I don't, I only think there's going to be two quarterbacks or, sorry, two wide receivers to go in the first round
1: yeah I think it's jsn and yeah I, I think, it's Quint- I think i'm gonna lean
0: quentin johnston jordan addison may have a chance to get in there because everybody's so crazy about his ad athletic testing but probably the nfl probably just doesn't give a shit um if we're just being honest they probably don't care in those later rounds i just don't know if zay flowers is gonna be in the first
1: We'll see. But yeah,
0: I, I mean, really thought Jalen Hyatt was going to be in the first, but then every scout in America shit on him today. <laughs> I mean, in, in a damning. I don't know what that is from. Where Billy M from on Bob again? From Bob, Bob again. Bob, he,
1: he does. Um, yeah, he he it does it. He's done it like every year. He collects yeah. uh, quotes from scouts. Um, but oh, he did it for, I think it's uh, and he's a It's a, a substack or something my, like
0: that. Um, my God, he Jalen Hyatt got eviscerated. Yeah. I, I mean, that was, it was bad. And, it, and I've always believed Cedric Tillman is going to be the better pro, but that was just insane. But yeah, carry it all really back. I, it. I only think that one wide receiver is. But even if you do trade back, you're going to pick up extra picks in the fourth, I think is where you need to pick up a pick if you're going to trade back. And I still think at 41, there's a very good chance you still have trade back options. But we both agree, do not trade back for a quarterback. So it's either for you, would you say that it's trade up for your guy, no matter who it may be, oh, it's, except for Will Levis, never Levis, trade up for your guy, then JSN, then trade back, or would you say trade up for your guy, draft it- JSN, then trade back or trade back sure. then jason
1: i guess it kind of depends to me on like whether they felt like they could get JSN at 15 16 19 you know kind of one of those spots where i could see somebody moving up um because yeah. i think the most likely trade back scenario because you gotta have somebody to deal with right i think it's quarterback like if let's say you know let's say houston does not take a quarterback at two and They're set to come on the board at twelve, and let's just say Carthon has had some conversations with some teams behind them and say, "Hey, we're not going to take a quarterback. Um, do you want this pick if if your guy's on the board and and you know we go on?" Um, I could see them trading back, like say they they just don't like Levis very much. Levis is still on the board at eleven. The Bucks are like, "Hey, I really want Will Levis. Oh, we'll come get him." I could see them moving back to nineteen for that. The other positions that I could see teams trading up for at 11 would be corner. So like a Christian Gonzalez, a, um, uh, Devin Witherspoon, um, you know, maybe a jo- Joey Porter jr. Maybe. Um, and then the edge rushers, like say, like, I don't, Tyree Wilson isn't going to fall at this point. Will Anderson's not going to fall that far. Do you like um, any
0: of the edge rushers outside of those two and Nolan Smith I
1: think Nolan Smith would be the other one that maybe like a team could be. Man, I, I
0: have a real hard time though, I wanting I to too. to buy, buy into Nolan Smith. But the rest of them, I just not into the Clemson guys and Lucas Van Ness. I agree with Stony; his tape sucks. Uh, I think he's terrible. It's like Van Ness is, I I don't understand project. the Van Ness hype.
1: I don't either. Not as a top ten guy, like as a first round pick, I guess. Like maybe, I see. yeah. Um, because like he's extremely talented like you because can see wouldn't you like, rather have
0: lucas Van or will mcdonald over lucas van Ness, even in the first round maybe not as high as i mean i would rather have will mcdonald than lucas van Ness.
1: I go back and i wouldn't forth want to spend like a number 11 at all but i i go back and forth on them because i do think there's some real i do think there's some real hold up to the will mcdonald thing in the fact that he is um not he has not proven to be a very good run defender and i do yeah. wonder how much he's going to be able to stay on the field as a run defender early in his career if he doesn't improve drastically there And he's he's a light guy like right i mean that's that's yeah. probably just something where it's he's always kind of like
0: nolan smith though it's like it's almost like you're getting yeah. diet nolan smith
1: but, but maybe i don't but nolan know smith plays heavier he plays yeah, heavier gotcha. than mcdonald does to me um. Now, and I'm a big Will McDonald fan. I love him as a situational yeah. pass rusher. And look, you draft for pass rush, like you don't necessarily draft for run defense. But I could see the argument to where Van Ness gives you a little bit more. Like he's definitely going to be a re- better run defender early, and then he <laughs> he still gives you some pass rush ability.
0: You you almost get like a Jeff Swaim Chigaconquo kind of deals. Like when Rashad Weaver's in, you know that they're probably not going to send um, you know. This is the slow guy, yeah. and then you put in Will McDonald, and he's like the guy all over the field. Um, yeah. I have QC Hawk saying I will not stand for LVN slander. I don't care if you stand, sit, or lay down, but you will hear this LVN slander, and you will take it because he has some of the – it's just – it's not good. I just – who was uh, – Well, he's
1: just a one-trick pony. In, in, right. I think the argument for uh, Lucas Van Ness is – Apparently, uh, okay, we signed
0: Chris Moore during this, by the way.
1: Oh, yay. Yeah, um, yeah, you know,
0: just that guy, that dude.
1: Yeah. Another, another uh, NWI. Um, But Van Ness, he was late to football. Like he was a hockey player. Right. Um, And he got, he got to football late and he's really kind of just like a big puppy figuring out how to do things. Right. Like he's, he's super strong. Doesn't really like, you know, know what he's doing as a pass rusher yet. All of his stuff is just like, Hey, I'm going to bull rush the shit out of you. And I'm stronger than you. So I'm mostly going to win at the college level, which is how he got like most of his production. Um, but he's got a lot of refinement to go to ever. Like, I don't, I think the ceiling for him is not like an elite pass rusher. Yeah. And that's to me where like the line, there's a very clear line draw, drawn underneath Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson that is like none of these other guys are going to be elite.
0: Okay. So there's, there's one guy and it was mentioned by uh, Trace in the chat that, it's been kind of bugging me and Stony, and I want to get your opinion on it. Is Sam Laporta overrated? Because I don't feel like he is as complete. I feel like, okay, he's more Noah Fant than he is TJ Hawkinson, and he's definitely nowhere near close to being a George Kittle. Like, I feel like he's a guy that's just another Chigakonkwo, and you don't need another Chig on this team, technically. I mean, unless I- you're just going to go like, five tight ends wide or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle with Laporta as a Titans prospect. Just yeah. simply because I don't think he has the size to really play that wide tight end position that that I feel like they need as a compliment. To Chig, because look, Chig is the move tight end. He is your F, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh positionally. He is your move tight end on this team for the next three years at least. Um and like to me, Laporta in his best situation is probably a move tight end I, d- I don't know that he can play the y at a super effective level he, he's he gives effort as a blocker um he's not a terrible blocker but he's also not i don't think you can give him like the the swaying blocking responsibilities which are now the wesco respons- responsibilities praise the lord uh but i don't know that you can give him those and have him really like thrive so to me and this is why and like i'll be writing about this next week. A Luke Schoonmaker, uh Tucker Craft. uh
0: Arnell Washington. Arnell Washington,
1: those guys to me. Because yeah, the like... Zach
0: Koontz guy from Old Dominion, I, I've watched some Old Dominion tape. Yeah. I see a guy that's not very like he catches the ball, but it's like yeah. everything he does is awkward. I don't it, feel like yeah, it's very fluid.
1: I I feel like as much as I, I like Koontz or, is it? yeah, it's got to be Koontz.
0: Again, that, that, yeah, that's nice. a guy. Yeah, Koontz. We're going to go with Koontz, by the way. Um, <laughs> we're not going to go with the other one. But I feel like we got to separate guys that are like Chig and guys that are like
1: Payne Durham. You know, yeah, yeah, like and Payne and
0: Durham, it- Luke Schoonmaker, those guys are the guys you want to zone in on if you're a Titans fan.
1: Right, i because i don't think they're gonna take another like six three two hundred and you know 40 pound tight end um
0: i love jack campbell by the way i'm getting i'm getting told that i'm on i have an uh anti-iowa's iowa agenda but i love uh, um uh jack campbell
1: yeah i like i i want I
0: want jack campbell today by the way
1: i had i had no, jack campbell cool. in my mock draft to end all mock drafts uh yeah. the other day so um yeah we're not we're not anti-iowa um we're we're just uh you know, not totally sold on Van Ness as a top prospect. But yeah, uh yeah, I think you want to focus in on the guys that are 6'5, 250 plus. Like and it's you don't want to like draw a super hard line, like if the guy's six, four, seven, eight, you know, whatever. But um, I do think you want to kind of zone in on on like that type. Um, and I like like Trace mentions why check is a comp for for Laporta. I kinda I see that too, but like Wycheck was paired with uh, Aaron Kinney. Like Wycheck was paired with, uh, who was the other guy? Um, Harris. Was it Harris? I'm, I'm totally. Yeah, right I know it, you're talking about. Now. Um, number 81, I think it was, but uh, it, Wycheck was paired with like those bigger guys too, because you always, you've got to like have that kind of like, I feel like you kind of have to have that mix of body types in the tight end room. Um, and it's very like two very different roles. So, I just think, yeah, like give me Tucker Kraft. give me Darnell Washington, give let me give me Luke Schoonmaker, give me uh give me Payne Durham. Like if Payne Durham would be kind of like my, yes. my safety school out of the tight ends. Like he should be you your number
0: one. That should be your. You know what's going to happen well, is that that may be your safety school, but you're going to be like, damn, I had the best fucking memories <laughs> and time at the Payne Durham School for tight ends.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I think you could definitely have a good time with him. Like I feel like. You could draft Payne Durham in the, the fifth round, and you could be totally happy with him as, like, the s- successor to Wesco after a year, and, like, then you've got your duo. And And Durham's probably not going to give you a ton as a pass catcher. He's not going to give you what, I think, Schoonmaker would, what Kraft would, what Darnell Washington would, but he's going to do a job for you, and he's going to do it well. So I think those are the guys – those four – Really, to me, are the tight ends that I'm interested in. Like Michael Mayer, like is going to go in the first round. I don't think he's going to go to 11 unless they traded back and just, just like got a wild hair to me. Like he's just like, eh, he's okay. Mayer, yeah, I mean, I think he's I don't really know good. what his upside is. Really good. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to see like what his you know true like potential Maybe is he's Zach not an hurts. elite. He's just not an elite elite athlete. He's a Good. He's a good athlete. Like four seven was good for him, but yeah. he's not Gronk. um You know, he's he's not going to be Kelsey, and like I don't know. It, it, it is hard for me to kind of peg what Mayor is in the modern NFL. um I okay, think he's going to so, be a good player, but more well, like T.J. Hawkinson. Good.
0: Yeah. All of these, all these top thirty visits and everything. Wh- who are some names that you think that or names or positions that you think the Titans need to kind of Either a reconcile with or b get excited about.
1: Mm, what do you mean there? As far well, as like, like, I
0: think I think like Titans fans need to reconcile that there is going to be at least one or two defenders drafted, maybe two.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's not going to be an all offense draft. Um, it
0: needs to be, but it won't.
1: Be. And no, it won't be. And, and like it. You probably have to throw in some sort of defensive picks here. Um, See, I kind of think that Marty
0: is the guy that you want because he could play safety. He could play linebacker. He could play edge. He could play all this. So that kind of like you knock down, you knock out like if you're the Titans, like three defensive positions right there.
1: Yeah. See, I always think. I, I, I think there's, there, I, like, I like a lot of these defensive prospects too. I, I do think, I think I, as much as I would not like it, I think cornerback and edge rusher are in play for the Titans in the first round. We've heard too many people throw those out there at this point. Um, to ignore that. It's gotta
0: be, it's gotta be an elite edge rusher for me on my board, because if it's like Keon white, who I know is going to the NFL draft, which is typically a good sign that you have gotten more that you're going to get drafted in the first round, man, if they, they, it has to be a trade back. I would be okay with Christian yeah. Gonzalez. It'd be okay.
1: Have they met with Christian Gonzalez? They uh, haven't. The it's, only, it's in like, all those like, like, it's bottom Forbes round and one, Deontay uh, Yeah. Which are impossible first round guys, um, but more likely second, you know, maybe like into the first, top of the second. I think those are like, 41 clusters right like we'll talk about our, yeah that's what i say saying. it's like
0: julius prince at 41 he was at the senior bowl they brought him in for a top 30 he's really lengthy which is something that um chris harris likes he's athletic he could stay with all the wide receivers like if that's the pick at 41 i'm all in like i don't care how the first round went julius prince is going to be pretty awesome. Emmanuel Forbes, I think, despite his um, bulimia and anorexia, I think that he's going to be really good too.
1: See, I, I feel that way about Deontay Banks. See, I, if but Banks he's is a first rounder, 41, right? I, probably, but like, I don't know. He, he's I mean, I would like-
0: include any of these guys really. Cam Smith, Deontay Banks, probably all good at 41 too. I mean, I'm with it. I just yeah. assumed that he'd be going first over, or first round.
1: Yeah, I just—I mean, maybe he'd be like in that trade back range too. Um, but like, phenomenal player. Would love to have him. Um, though I wouldn't be super excited about a corner in that range because of the, all the Titans' needs on offense. And look, at some point, the fact of the matter is the Titans have got to find some like foundational pieces on offense. And and whether the, like they they don't have to spend all their draft picks on that side of the ball, but they definitely need to spend enough to get one or two <laughs> offensive players that they can play pretty early. You know
0: um does chris I, I, Moore mean that they're not going to draft two wide receivers in your mind that's going to be a wide receiver in in the draft and a wide receiver undrafted like an xavier they, smith or something like that
1: it means they probably don't have to um uh, like so i mean isn't it it, it kind of is but when you talk about like they've got so many needs they got six picks right we already said they're probably going to spend something on defense um you're going to take a wide receiver. You're going to take an offensive lineman. You, you, double dipping at wide receiver when you've only got six picks doesn't leave you a ton left to go get your tight end, to go get your, you know, another offensive lineman. I think you got to take two offensive linemen. Um, so I I do think they're going to end up taking more than six players. Like, I don't know if that's a bet on FanDuel yet, as far as like how many selections the Titans will actually make. But if there's oh, not, an not over yet. six and a half, I'm slamming that over. Um oh but uh,
0: so you're pretty confident trade ups not happening
1: i think if they do trade up they're going to trade back in the second or or do something gotcha. to accumulate more picks or trade kevin Byard or trade derrick henry yeah, or do let's something get rid of these with gells yeah, let's let's talk some more about that. Those those issues have not been discussed enough this offseason. Well, season.
0: well, I, I think Christian Fulton is an as a name that needs to be talked about a little bit more as trade bait, but we'll talk about that next well, week. So we're running if over. you
1: did take Deontay Banks, you know. There you Henry go. Fulton, That's what I'm saying. Sure
0: seems like what we got. We got uh, six DBs. I don't know. It seems like uh, Christian Fulton's may, could be on his way out. Speaking of uh, talking about stuff next week. We talked about a little bit about trading up, the Tennessee Titans. Sigmund Freud is that his name? No, not Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Bloom. Sigmund (laughs) Sigmund Bloom (laughs) said today in a tweet that he talked to Dane Brugler, who writes the Beast for the Athletic, which is the definitive draft guide of all draft guides. It is. It's literally called the Beast because it's the most extensive thing you'll ever eat in your life.
1: But it's fantastic.
0: He told. Sigmund Bloom that hey the Titans have tried trading up everywhere in the top six, which by the way means that quit bringing up Malik Willis and you never talk. Nobody believes in Malik Willis anymore. But Dane Brugler is going to be on if you're listening to this on Wednesday seven a seven thirty a m one o two point five the Homertown Boys, J- Robbie and Rex Road. 7:30 a.m. Dane Brugler, they're interviewing him. They know about what he said to Sigmund Bloom. So this is gonna be a can't miss segment. You have to tune in. And I did not get paid for that, but you have to tune in. Mike, yeah. it's it's was a cage match. We're bloody. Um, I think I threw you on some thumbtacks. You probably put me through a flaming table. Pretty even, but we'll see where all this lies in about We three need to four do a years.
1: poll. We need to we do, need a, do poll. a
0: poll. Okay, we'll yeah. do a poll. You'll you'll win because everybody loves you more. They all hate me, so you'll win. <laughs> the popularity contest, so we'll do the poll. Um oh man, what a great episode. Football under the efforts brought to you by Bluegrass Beverages. Uh head there, Hendersonville. stoney says we need a cold drink but I've already got one courtesy of bluegrass beverages because I went there today and bought me a little something something um the draft is next week it has been the longest has this been the longest off season, as far as from from Super Bowl to combine to draft is this the longest one that you've experienced
1: it feels uh it feels that way I feel like i I may feel that way every year um Man, this, this is time, time but... slog. It's tough because I've been wanting like I've been wanting it to be draft week for like so yeah. long now. I feel like cause, and especially because like free agent and we knew free agency wasn't going to be like a huge thing for the Titans this year. But it was such a bore. Um, and then you get, you know, you just have dead yeah. time until the draft.
0: Diesel, you can watch the 102.5 interview every 102.5 uh Show is on YouTube live, they broadcast those live, so you can actually even go back and watch it even after if you miss it. But they will be live on YouTube, on Twitter, they'll broadcast on Twitter as well. Uh, I think they do Twitch, which should we be doing Twitch? Should we be also gaming while we do this? I don't, I don't, is sports Twitch, sports
1: talk Twitch a thing? Uh,
0: what, I don't what, know. do you guys want
1: to watch us play Madden for uh? <laughs> I am, I'm a Halo
0: guy. I don't know if I even have um, I have to download Madden. I, I've been playing I Halo like crazy. Um, anyway, stackingtheinbox.com today, Wednesday, the debut article. Every Wednesday, you'll hear from Trey John Watkins, Trey Watkins, a young up-and-coming writer who I've had full belief in for a while. He put out his first article, The Risk Versus the Reward. It's $4 a month. Um, for StackingTheInbox.com and then also tomorrow, a little guest article tomorrow on Thursday. Stony Keeley's writing an article. Ooh. A ton of words. Hidden gems from this year's NFL draft. That will be over at StackingTheInbox.com. Again, $4 a month gets you all kinds of written content, all kinds of analysis, video, whenever I can get to it. But, you know, I just wanted, you know, I had a, I want to be able to for stackinginbox.com be a place for young writers who want a break and want their stuff in front of dedicated Tennessee Titans readers. I want that to be a good place for them. So stackinginbox.com um Paulkarski.com is where you can find your written work. Um the trade back scenarios this week, next week um you're going to be talking about tight ends, not tight butts, but tight ends—the position of the NFL. So that will be—is it just tight ends, or are you going to be talking about something else?
1: No, I'm I'm uh, I'm basically, and we can we can actually talk about this on the pod too, because I feel like it's a good pod topic. Okay. Uh, doing my guys, basically, you know, okay. going back to our our roots on the podcast oh, side it. of you know, guys. I'm playing. We'll, the we'll flag do that. On.
0: We 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 kinda were gonna do that last week, but it just we went too overboard and we're going overboard this week. So I saved it for last week. Next week, we're gonna talk about my guys, but we're also gonna talk about who we think people are totally wrong about in the NFL draft. Is whether it's a good thing that they're wrong in a good way or wrong in a bad way. This is who you are gonna be wrong about. So for Mike Curndon at Mike Currendon NFL, I'm Zach Lyons at F words pod. This has been Football and Other F words. And you have just been effed.